0: All right, this is the A.M. Reg Clay. And Norman G. This is the A, where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. Yay. Boy, this, has been, uh, this is going to be a rather strange <laughs> podcast, but it's one that I think is necessary. Uh, you and I talk. We're going to have Christine Uren and Jean Massey but of course, everyone is contained. Everyone is quarantined to home. And we got to talk about how, you know, we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life, and I've had complaints about people saying, oh, gee, you guys talk politics so much. Well, now it's really come to head. I mean, the theater's affecting it, all of affecting our lives. It's affecting everything. It's yeah.
1: affecting almost every aspect of life.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, my, my mother-in-law is sitting up in the hills, and, you know, she immediately, she was, you were saying before we started that London Breed was one of the first right. to really just jump on closing things down. Yeah. Yay for her. Mm -hmm. Um, My mother-in-law took that stuff seriously as soon as they started talking about it. And so I think we dropped some stuff by. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, good. She has gotten out, though, you know, especially now with this crazy thing where the stores are doing elders-only hours. Oh, I didn't hear about that. They give them an hour. And and the crazy thing is some stores are doing like 6 to 7. She's like, I'm not getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning. In the morning, yeah. But I think it's Whole Foods or some places doing, like, 9 to 10, mm, which, mm-hmm. you know, is there. Yeah. <laughs> That's reasonable. But, um, but to just to help. So, yeah, she's not going anywhere. She can't do any of her regular activities, so she's sitting home with her cat. Mm-hmm. She's lonely.
0: Yeah, of course. And
1: so they are talking more than they normally talk. Mm-hmm. Um, Mara and she are talking pretty much daily. I and mean, she just needs some. And Dexter even called her yesterday oh, and chatted with her. Yeah. And it made me realize I've called my folks a few times. My sister called last night. Mm-hmm. If you're stuck, yeah, that's what you can do right now is yeah. check in with all the people you care about. Mm-hmm. You're not, you know, you know, unless somebody says, "Oh yeah, I got something," it's not about you're not worried about them. You're mm-hmm. just mental
0: health. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. And the same thing. My mom. Um, I think I may have mentioned before that my mom is struggling with cancer. Right. She's doing better with that. Um, but her mobility, she's been in and out of the hospital all this, this year, earlier this year, uh, because she's not doing chemo. She's doing radiation therapy, and, of course, that's ravaged her body. Right. Wow. And uh, she had been living alone. Luckily, she's staying with my sister Nikki, uh-huh. who has her husband, her two kids. She just had a oh. newborn. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so it has been really rough on her. Both and I ways. thank God for her. And, yeah, you know, she and I talked, and she's doing a lot better. She's a, a gaming geek, she and her oh, husband. Really? So of course, now gaming, especially online gaming, has been the social thing. I'm sure Dexter We haven't heard it yeah.
1: much. And then suddenly in the last few days, mm-hmm. his room, and you hear the other voices because he just puts it on his little speaker. Oh, okay, yeah. So you hear all these voices. And it's like, who is up there? <laughs> just him.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this is what you need because you need some sort of interaction if you right. can't go out and meet somebody.
1: Well, and I pointed that out to Mara. I was like, you know, a few years ago, we were all concerned that these mm-hmm. kids were spending too much time. You know, on the computer, too much time in the gaming. Mm -hmm. Right now, this is huge social activity. Yep. This is what they're used to. Mm -hmm. So they're not even traumatized by it. It's not even an inconvenience. Mm -hmm. And it takes hours Mm -hmm. of their day.
0: Yeah. And I feel so bad for the theater community. I mean, that's one of the reasons why you and I, I said, hey, if you wanted to punt the ball and we'll do it later time. Mm -hmm. But we should talk about the impact that this, the COVID-19 has had to the theater community. Mm -hmm. So many theaters have shut down. Last week, we had Amanda and uh, Gretchen on, Greta on, talking about tiny, beautiful things. And we were talking, you know, Mm -hmm. through emails or whatever, are we going to still go on? You know, what is the uh, DMT saying? What is Mary Jo saying? Right. And, of course, you know, Corinne was like, hey, you know, we got to keep going and... And then, of course, Mary Jo was like, hey, listen, all facilities at heart are shut down. Right. So you can't even rehearse. Right. And Corrine was like, well, let's see if we can find somewhere else to rehearse. (laughs) And I I bit my tongue. I mean, I I know her. I mean, as a producer, you want to keep going, especially for a young, budding company. But it became obvious that if you can't build sets and if you can't be in a space where you can actually rehearse and have, you know, uh, some sort of props that will resemble a space – and also, if this is going to go on until April, how are you going to promote? So, of course, we, we had to pull the plug. And right. Kim Donovan, you know, at the altering, she had to pull the plug. Yeah. And Robert S. We talked about this last week. Right. I was, uh, I was
1: just looking up his uh, message. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see. Um, yeah. they barely opened. They had opened one
0: week. Yeah. And yeah. then, bam, down they went. They were doing a series of – oh, shucks. I want to say virtual brick, but I don't think I'm right um, – they were doing a series of, of plays by a famous playwright and.
1: Oh uh, uh, no no it's um. Uh, Beckett
0: Beckett yeah okay, Samuel yeah. Beckett Brecht Beckett the bees yeah. yeah 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 exactly so they had to put.
1: Mara ball. said the same thing with Shepard she's like
0: <laughs> Shepard Beckett and I'm like yeah not exactly <laughs> there is it, <okay."> <laughs> a difference yeah uh, you know I looked on the TBA website and they have grants for individuals who have lost out on money so that's right. a good thing so uh, equity also yeah.
1: just put something in place so. mm-hmm. yeah I figured this week and it's so funny because as this was starting to head in this direction and shows where some companies were already pulling the plug mm-hmm. um, somebody posted on my page oh this is just oh you know what it was it was last week's mm-hmm. um, birthdays when yeah. I posted the birthday shout outs mm-hmm. um, somebody and said you know as I always say if you've got any shows let me know mm-hmm. we'll, you know yeah um, yeah And um, somebody said, but that's so sad because all these shows are closing. And I said, well, oh, and that, no, it was a response to my, somebody mentioned that. And I said, well, who has shows that are closing or postponing or Mm -hmm. whatever, Mm -hmm. um, you know, canceling? Yeah. And let me know and we'll talk about that. And I got this response back saying, oh, but that's so sad. And I'm like, well, we're not. You know, yes, we'd love to promote the shows, but, you Mm -hmm. know, the nature of a podcast is who knows when somebody is going to listen to it. Right. So it's less about promoting than it is about chronicling, about documenting the actual what's going on in Bay Area theater. Mm -hmm. One of the worst things I've learned about history is history is the focus of the historian. Whatever the historian wants to focus on, that's what they talk about. Right, exactly. So now we're getting all this history rewritten where they're discovering that women were actually on the planet. Up until, you know, the whole time, for millennia, women have actually been on the planet and part of history. Who knew? Yes. Yeah, right. The historian sure didn't seem to. Mm-hmm. And so now those stories are being excavated. I guess what we're doing is really just sort of giving a place for exactly. this stuff to live. Someone
0: may listen to this five years from now, ten years from now. Hey, what were you doing during the corona
1: right. or COVID, or what was it like? And so, yeah, so for you, it's that you guys are... Suspending rehearsals and yeah. possibly canceling the Well, it's,
0: it's, yeah, it's canceling, and, of course, Corinne wants to do it later on. Now, of course, that will run into, I mean, if it's done at the DMT. Well, the DMT may have you know things booked already. Of course they do. For June and all that sort of And everything says, is backing up, yeah. yeah. Monetarily, it's been interesting because I, usually I'm insulated from a lot of the monetary things because i right. work in the city and county right but i was supposed to get a thousand dollars off of this and of course i talked to terry and he's like sorry you know right if you, <laughs> you didn't work the full amount so you're not gonna get the full amount right so yeah i'm out of pocket and right. uh, me and my dad had a laugh about it because he's sort of a gig person too you know he right. he's retired but he sings and sure. so there are shows that he's lining up and right. all that stuff and he's out of pocket as well but we had a laugh about it uh, basically you know this is this is how it's affected, but it's other folks are not laughing.
1: Oh yeah, no. Well, so AB five here in California, yeah. Um, this thing that is affecting all the freelancers, mm-hmm. um, that woman has spoken out a couple of times recently, and she just doubling down. No, this is actually the reason we need AB five. Like you're missing the, you're missing our point. Yes, there are agencies like Uber, Lyft, mm-hmm. places like that, yeah. that need that control, that sure. need that because responsibility they're the ones who are and the employees. Yeah. yeah. But for some little bar or club, you know, restaurant mm-hmm. that wants to throw live music up once or twice a week and they've got this, you know, mm-hmm. rotating cadre mm-hmm. of musicians who come through, they don't have a regular relationship with anybody. Right. Um, they're really just sort of providing a platform mm-hmm. for, for these musicians. Yeah. Um, they're not employers. Right, It's I an mean, independent contracting thing. Mm-hmm. And the fact that if AB5 were to, if I were in that situation, if I were a musician who mm-hmm. went to Montero's, I can yeah. say because they're closed. Right, yeah. <laughs> but if I, they used to have a live music thing. If I go to Montero's and I'm like, hey, I'm unemployed and you guys, therefore, I'm going to put unemployment. I'm going to put you on my unemployment
0: form. Mm-hmm. Montero's would be like, wow, we are so... Done right, exactly, and I'm sure piano fight goes along with that as well. Exactly, because they have live music and also you know theater. Right, and of course they're just bringing in companies, you know, to do a one-off thing or something. And like so that. And so
1: yeah, they can't re- do it. Um, the companies who are renting because mm-hmm. those are rentals. Yeah, the companies who are renting for them are small organizations. That's right, they can't do it. Yeah. And what's horrible is it's the same equity non-equity argument. Mm-hmm. Equity wants to say that if you're not equity, you're not professional, and therefore you're a volunteer. Mm. That's ridiculous. Yeah. These people aren't volunteers. These people are people who are exercising their craft to the same extent that me, a union member, mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And yet, where are their opportunities? They're taking the opportunities they can get. Mm-hmm. They are not looking at the union to do that for them. So right. they're missing out on what the union would provide, but they're getting opportunities that the union doesn't cover. Right. And the union basically just wants to obliterate all that.
0: Yeah, I mean you've got to I mean you can't I forget the analogy. You can't use a a butcher knife to make an incision. Right. So okay. you can't take AB5 and just hack every single right. company that employs somebody. You have to identify who are the companies that have the money that are exploiting right. customers right. by saying, "Well, you're really just, you know, um a volunteer, or you just you know, if you're an Uber driver, you're just and uh, it
1: can't just be numbers because a theater company is going to hire numbers of people. You exactly. don't up a production without hiring dozens of people.
0: Right, right, right. Even exactly.
1: even in a small cast show, there are still going to be at least another dozen mm-hmm. support and producing people that make that happen. So, what number are you going to put on it? You know, it's just right, ridiculous. right, exactly.
0: I mean, it, at the very least, look at the budget or you know the amount of money that that company has.
1: Right. Well, yeah, there should be a number of factors that were not taken into account, mm-hmm. and so as the as they wrestle with this, as the assembly wrestles with this, we're now in danger, and some people are saying this is a safety net, and it's like it's not right <laughs> uh, thankfully, right. like I said, the union um the bigger unions um and I say bigger because their people make more money generally mm-hmm. but um those unions had already made a commitment in Hollywood had made a commitment to yeah. Hollywood workers. Okay. Um, to create a fund for them. Equity has just created a fund for it. TBA is connected to a fund mm-hmm. um, for artists. Yeah. But right now what I'm getting is, hey, can you donate money to this? And I'm like, well, if y'all ain't got no money for it and I just lost work, y'all are t- coming to the wrong people. But mm-hmm. hopefully somehow there's some money that's going into this stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, luckily there are, you know, you have a theater bay area. You talked about equity. You know, having donations. I pulled up the uh, the um, the Facebook post that you oh, cool. put up. Yeah. And these are some of the responses. Uh, here's a link to page 2 the A. That's you, Kim mm-hmm. Donovan. Uh, and she wrote this uh, yesterday. We were supposed to open tonight, and I was so in love with that script. Right. And uh, this was at Alterina, I think.
1: Right. It is Alterina, I asked. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Uh, so close. <laughs> the quality of life. That's what it was. Right. Um, Eliza O'Malley at the Berkeley Chamber Opera yeah. postponed to August the 14th and 16th. Right.
1: Their, um, opera was, and I meant to bring the card. I have it. Yeah. Um, their opera was going to go up, uh, I think it was the second weekend of April.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So.
1: And so even, right, we, and I talked to somebody about the summer, oh gosh, what's her name? Um, Mike, oh, Mike Clifford, who, Mm -hmm. um, is a director. Turns out she's the artistic director of a company in Minnesota in Twin Cities. Oh, wow. And, uh. That's where Lily
0: Tongue Crystal is now.
1: Ah! (laughs) I should have asked her about that. I asked about somebody else who I knew was in Minneapolis. Mm -hmm. Um, but she said, well, I said, this summer is going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, it's going to be interesting because there are not going to be any shows. And I was like, I don't know that, you know, I don't know. Because what we don't know, this is all a guessing game right now. Mm. We are in the middle of a, let's see what happens if we do this. Yeah. And, you know, two weeks from now, hopefully we'll start getting some data. And Mm -hmm. unfortunately, we are, um, what do they call it when you have a, you have, when they're doing medical testing and there's one group. And the oh. control group. Yeah, control group, yeah. So the rest of America is a control group. Yeah. Um, and we're going to see if shutting everything down keeps mm-hmm. us from hit, having the worst effects of this virus. Yeah. And the rest of America won't. The rest mes- of yeah. America will get that effect.
0: I, I'm a little worried because New York, they've already <clears> talked <throat> about overflowing of hospitals. Or yeah, they or already are. Yes. Which is, you know, when we talk about let's wait and see, I think what's happening is the United States, really everyone is looking to see – how many people are infected? Will the numbers go down? Right. Will hospitals be flooded? You know, if we can contain it, which is why there are these, you know, like mm-hmm. nobody stands within six feet. Right. Among. Uh, that's why we have this whole quarantine thing. Mexico has, a, has
1: created a new superhero, Susana Distancia. Oh, is that
0: right? What's that about? Six feet. <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: I see. Six feet. She, she creates a <laughs> bubble of six feet around her, and yeah. she's in a cool little superhero costume. I'm like, we need a sexy superhero <laughs> to tell us <coughs> to be safe.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, but with New York, it's mm-hmm. part of the thing
1: with the numbers in New York is because they are testing. Yes. So once testing starts anywhere else, the numbers are going to go up. If you weren't looking at all, mm-hmm. when you look, you are going to find something, even if it's the most minuscule,
0: yeah, which is my biggest complaint with the Trump administration. I mean, I don't want to be partisan and you know like bash Trump, but really we he knew this a month month ago, oh he knew this in january January.
1: And um, and had already dismantled proudly, mm-hmm. said that he was dismantling the pandemic. C- yeah, the, the, pan- c-
0: the funding CDC for yeah, inter- that task force. Yeah,
1: he uh, They put a task force in place. That task force sent them, and that was part of it. They sent a thing saying, you know, they sent a report saying, we are not really ready. We should do some things to get ready. And mm-hmm. his solution was, let's get rid of him.
0: Yeah, because he wants only good news. I mean, that's. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a horrible. I mean, you think we'd learn the lesson from Zika and H1N1, mm-hmm. and there have been a couple of a couple of them right. within the swine, past few years, blue, swine yeah, blue and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Uh, I guess uh, that
1: was H1N1, wasn't it? They changed. that oh, They yeah. started changing names. <laughs> yeah. And it makes sense. Yeah. You understand? Media wants the sexy, sure. scary name, sure. sensationalized name. Yeah. Science is like. And we have something where we can identify it without causing a panic. Right, right, exactly. So let's come up with something boring, H1N1.
0: <laughs> so Fontana Butterfield says, worked oh. on the first Bay Area Women's Theater Festival. Oh, you know her? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I went
1: to college with her.
0: We had our launch party of over 2,000 people, and some performances happened that first week, and then we had closed down. Live streaming uh, talk is happening.
1: They, uh, Yeah, I think they're the one at Brava. Erin Merritt also mentioned it, who yeah. had a birthday this week.
0: Colin Thompson says, Was it my show but the cancellation of the all-local cast of the Rocky Horror Show at the ACT? Canceled. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. ACT was doing Rocky Horror? That's wow. I d- yeah, I didn't know that either. Whoa. So, yeah, it's affecting. And actually, that's a question that I should ask you. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. it'll be the future of theater, live streaming. I mean. I, I think there's a
1: place for it. I think out mm-hmm. of this we're going to see – in general, a lot more people working remotely mm-hmm. because they're going to find where that is effective. Right. And it is the 21st century. We really should have moved in that direction anyway mm-hmm. in many areas. Yeah. But there are areas where it won't work. Um, I think on the specific issue of live streaming, I think it's hard. Like, okay, so Mara's doing it with music. Mm-hmm. And so she, somebody did a free webinar mm-hmm. to talk about how you do that. Yeah. Well, this woman's got a three-camera setup. Yeah, she's got really state-of-the-art sound equipment mm-hmm. that works. Mara tried to do it with her student. Um, her the equipment that we have at home, mm-hmm. the equipment that the student has, yeah, doesn't give you enough information to oh, effectively. Yeah, you know, you can't really tell sound um, timing mm-hmm. depending la- on la- hat- latency. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah, the speed of your system. Mm-hmm. Um, and glitches and whatever. So you can't tell if somebody's on the beat or not. I said, well, what about doing like a small
0: ensemble? She said, you
1: can't. No.
0: Because yeah. you
1: can't literally can't keep everybody on time.
0: Yeah. They, you know, I think, especially with the age of DAWs, digital audio workstations, those mm-hmm. are the software component of like a mixing board and all that sort of right. stuff. That's what a lot of musicians use. So uh, There was a company way back in the arts who tried to do it, and of course, people were just getting dsl right. and high stream high speed internet but it was tough they tried to their, their model was well we can get in, uh, instrumentalists musicians at their locations have them log on to one server mm-hmm. as if it were a gaming thing right. and then they can play simultaneously right. but the latency was never there i mean latency is basically when there's sure. an echo there's a delay right. and so if you have the delay well you know in music that's that's pretty much well a, and so a lot of it
1: in order to teach that way, she would have to have equipment that could manage everybody sure. on, on that level. That's way more than we're going to be able to afford. Right. Um, but you still run into what is the equipment your students have. Right, right. And and most importantly, um, and this, again, relates to theater, in terms of prefer, per, preparing Performing. the show, yeah. Yeah. you know, rehearsing. Um I've got you on screen and mm-hmm. I'm watching you and your performance on screen but I'm not seeing the interaction between mm-hmm. you and your scene partners cuz there is none. Yeah. If you're looking at that screen like I guess you know there are ways you could. I've done rehearsals mm-hmm. so I know that you can you can feature somebody's screen. You can sure instead of having a bunch of little yeah. you know thumbnails you can yeah. pop up somebody. So you could pull up your scene partner's screen. Mm-hmm. And act to that, but again, I know when we were doing it, there were delays and then drops. And yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You know, it's just
1: hard. Now, in terms of performance, that's why I started to talk about the equipment thing. I I hate looking at videotape of or, or you know, recordings mm. of stage shows. Yeah. Because unless they're done at television quality. Exactly. It's just looking at a tiny little stage mm-hmm. with tiny little people on it. Yeah. And you're not getting the experience. Yeah. As an audience in a live performance, I can look at you when you go into your monologue. I Mm -hmm. can focus on you. I can refocus my vision on you.
0: And you're also interacting with the audience, even if you're not talking with them. If everyone's laughing, you may laugh or you may be like, "Huh?" why is everyone laughing?
1: Uh, Right. What what would we do? Put (laughs) monitors up for the actors to Mm -hmm. hear the audience response? I mean, all these things are doable, but Mm -hmm. one, it runs into that huge question of equipment. And
0: it's just a different animal. We already
1: have. It really that. is
0: television production. Really, I mean, I mean, TV unless you and just film with, do yeah. it better, mm-hmm. why
1: would I go to watch a screen mm-hmm. when I can see really well produced versions of that? Yeah, I mean, I and I'm sorry, I don't mean to step on anybody's toes with this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yes, there's still some value in the in the local experience, mm-hmm. and that visceral experience that is live theater, Yeah, I don't know how well it is served by turning it over to digital media.
0: Yeah, you know, I've, I've had mixed feelings about it, because I've, I'm, I remember talking to you about when we did Before the Dream, and I was like, hey, let's get a camera so we can record it, and, she, and you were like, well, I don't even think we had the money for it, and also, we were mm-hmm. going to so many different venues, mm-hmm. but um, there really are two different Animals or creatures. I mean, right. you know, how do you, as a director, how do you direct? Because really, you'd be directing a television production, telling cameraman one, you know, right. the point here, right? Then we're going to switch here. Then you get right. into editing. I mean, it's right. a totally different animal. Oh yeah. And um, I mean, there's a there's a place for that. The, what makes theater theater is the live interaction. Yeah. So I guess for now, because what choice do you have? You could do it, or you can do like I even thought maybe a a, a a podcast radio version. That's People are doing that. There are, oh, mm-hmm. gosh. Let me see if I have any of those. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, no, people are definitely suggesting it. It's being discussed. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think there is a value in that Like I do love, and mm-hmm. I've always wanted there to be a local version of, um, L.A. T- Theater Works mm-hmm. does um, that on uh, KALW. They do a, you can hear... Uh, a play, you know, a production of a play. You can hear it over Mm -hmm. the thing. It generally, maybe they're picky about which scripts they put on that medium, but it works. It's wonderful. Excuse me. It's Mm -hmm. still not the same thing as watching the actors.
0: Yeah. Now, again, that's a different uh, animal as well because you really get into just radio. And, of course, there's quality and there's voice acting. This really is voice acting. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you know, whoever's doing your audio effects, sound cues and all that sort of stuff and music backgrounds in. It's a different animal.
1: Well, and I'll, I'll mention a totally different approach to this. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a counseling session hmm. this week, and uh, and so we ended up doing it by phone. Well, in the face-to-face counseling session, there are moments of silence because people are having ir- emotional reactions to mm-hmm. things they're talking about mm-hmm. or things they're hearing, yeah, yeah. and You, in that situation, as a counselor, you need to be able to focus on giving that person space when they need space, being ready to support them, and sometimes people kind of get lost in the emotional state. Sure. You know, it it kind of disrupts the rational part of the brain. Yeah. Um, And sometimes what they need is just a little prompt to Mm. bring them back to keep the focus where you're working. Yeah. It's harder to read those. You can't see those cues. Sure. When you're on the phone, mm-hmm. so you're you're really subject to and every stray noise that happens in a background mm-hmm. is a distraction. And yeah. so, and as the person counts, as the client, mm-hmm. um, I'm sitting there every time it gets silent and thinking. And our line did actually drop once. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, did the line drop? Are you listening to me? Yeah. Are you like, are you on your phone? <laughs> right, exactly. While we're supposed to be counseling, I can't tell what you're doing. Yeah. And one of the key parts in counseling is to be able to look up and see that counselor. Yeah. So there are ways that I think remote is going to work, and I think there are ways that theater can take advantage of it. I think you can totally rehearse. You can do line through, sure. You can do things like that. Yeah. Um, you could probably even do some level of table work. Mm-hmm. Um. So, like, I know, I'm pretty sure, um, Elizabeth Carter posted a photo last week from rehearsal. I'm assuming it's uh, an early read of King Lear, but I don't Mm -hmm. know. Um, But she um, had a screen. She took a, uh, you know, she took a picture of her screen, of her computer screen. Yeah. All of the heads of all the actors. Oh, nice. Who were, you know, they were all plugged in and they were having this rehearsal. Mm -hmm. You can do some of that. Yeah. It's still possible. It's still doable. Um, I like the suggestion that, um, and I wish I'd gotten specifics on this. I think it was Chicago. It was an improv troupe. Mm -hmm. And rather than cancel their shows, they said they were going to do some kind of, um, you know, distance, uh, stadium distance seating Mm -hmm. where they Mm -hmm. were going to make sure that there were one or two seats between everybody. Okay. And
0: that would take a little bit of management, but that's better than canceling your show. Yeah, I do wonder though, because there's a little bit of um I don't want to call it slut shaming or shaming. You know, there are times mm-hmm. where in social media, you know, someone will say, Hey, you went to a Starbucks, you know. Shame right. on you. You right, don't need right, to do right. that. Uh, and I hate to have a theater company get shamed by saying, Hey, this is a serious thing and you still want it you putting your show
1: Well, I, right. Right now I wouldn't suggest this right now. Right. But this to get back to um this conversation with Mike Clifford mm-hmm. um She's saying they're going to cut their whole season Mm -hmm. and think about what they're going to do in the fall. And I understand the reasonable part of that is we're hearing that there is probably not going to be anything available to deal with this in less than six months. Mm -hmm. This pause that we're taking is a chance for them to just get up the treatment Mm -hmm. centers and get hospitals or spaces that can be used as hospitals Mm -hmm. and quarantine sites. Yeah for where that's needed, mm-hmm. that's what they should be doing right now. That's what yeah. the state should be doing. That's what the government should be doing. Right. Um, but that is still not a month from now, mm-hmm. even if they get all that stuff up, we still aren't going to have answers to this. Yeah. What we'll start getting is information on whether or not mm-hmm. this whole um, sequester yeah. is effective in slowing mm-hmm. the you know the spread. Sure. That's all we're going to find out. So at a certain point though we need to start going back to work. I have a friend who has a private office mm-hmm. but was told, "No, don't you can go pick up mail, mm. but don't don't work at the office." And it's like, "Well, it's a private office."
0: Yeah. And if it's only him.
1: You're only and yeah, you know, all you got to do is if you I mean, yes, it take some effort so Mm -hmm. social distancing we should talk about a little bit just to be explicit yeah for for history yeah uh, that we're talking you know you keep at least six foot distance Mm -hmm. from people well that means when you walk down a hall you can't just walk by somebody so if i see you coming down the hall and i can duck into a cubicle or something and let you pass yeah it feels silly
0: yeah but that's safe well sure and i don't even know how that's going to be enforced i saw on cnn they were looking at san francisco residents jogging up and down and they were like well gee are these people taking these things seriously
1: but jogging if you're not Mm -hmm. near anybody because i've seen joggers and when they see i pulled up and parked Mm -hmm. and i opened my door and that guy like ran around the car Mm -hmm. you know ran to the other side well that's six feet yeah yeah so at first i was like what are you doing and then when i saw i was like Yay! Oh, that's what it was. I was actually getting something off the passenger side of my car, Mm -hmm. and he was running up the sidewalk, and he saw me, and he ran out into the street and around the car. Mm -hmm. Yay. You know, like I said, at first I was like, what? And then I thought, dude, I wish I could high-five you. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do that six-foot-distant high-five. Yeah.
0: Another interesting thing is that I was looking. I think the 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 Treasury says that maybe one out of five people may be unemployed or may be filing for unemployment. I think At there's least already two the numbers are yeah, I spiking. I heard 2.24 million mm-hmm. Americans have filed for unemployment, uh which is a tremendous amount. And I wonder about theater companies. You know, there are some theater companies that never really make a revenue. Right. Never make a profit, I should right. say. Um so some companies I don't know if they can afford being out of commission uh for several months. Like well, I wonder they probably I, can't, but yeah. but in
1: terms of unemployment that shouldn't be a problem because that's something that was paid into that is paid into, and then the state pays its share. Or yeah. I guess it's that's not state. That's maybe, maybe federal. the federal
0: government. Yeah.
1: Whoever it is that manages. Sure. The, uh, no unemployment. I think is state. I think it is by state. Yeah. I, yeah, think, I think the so. state regulates.
0: I've never filed for unemployment, so I. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I did once as an actor. <laughs> I was so proud to be able yeah. to put that down.
1: Yeah. But um, so that shouldn't be an issue financially. Mm-hmm. But you're right; these companies. If everything that they're about, like you heard about the playwrights, um, Lynn Nottage and um, Anne—I should know her name—and I don't—these mm. um, two major playwrights, mm. uh, major a major regional theater mm-hmm. who has suspended their season said, "Oh, we'd like our advance back."
0: Hmm.
1: Ooh. And Lynn Nottage said, "Well, you know, I'm discussing that with my managers right now, but," and I'm like, "Well, wait a minute." In any other circumstance, you give me an advance. Mm -hmm. I agree to let you use my play. Yeah. You decide you're not going to use my play. The advance was the money that you gave me for permission to use. And I gave you permission. So I did my part of this.
0: You fulfilled for part of your agreement. Now,
1: if you're having trouble getting the play up right now, I think coming back and having a discussion about – postponing it or making some, you know, further deal in the future, mm-hmm. I think that's reasonable but the advance, I think that advance is gone. I'm sorry, the Yeah, I think company. so.
0: I mean, legally, you know, if you made an agreement and you fulfilled your agreement, yeah. then that's it.
1: Well, and I guess they would argue the agreement was the play would go up at such and such time.
0: But the playwright has nothing to do with right. that. Right. <laughs> <coughs> yeah.
1: Mm. So, yeah, we're in this weird position with that where, um, these theater companies, because you were talking about like maybe moving uh, tiny beautiful things. Yeah. Well, right. Is there another slot? Because right, if exactly. everything is getting backed up. Yeah. Then something's got to go. Yeah. The show I auditioned for um, that I had a callback for last week, mm-hmm. um, they just announced that they're suspending the rest of their season, mm-hmm. postponing it till later is what they said. Yeah. But
0: Yeah.
1: Either, and this gets back to what I was touching on earlier. Hmm. Either there's going to be an amazing summer mm-hmm. because we're going to figure out some appropriate ways. Like, did you know? Did you see? Uh, drive ins. I didn't even know there are no drive ins in Northern California. Wow, drive ins yeah. are making a comeback. Yeah. And they're, so they uh, said LA, but a number yeah. of states that still have drive ins mm-hmm. said they're packed. Wow. There you go. Because there you go, social distancing. Mm-hmm. You come with the people that you feel safe with, yeah. and you stay in your car. And I've never done it. that before.
0: Have you done a drive-in before?
1: <laughs> I grew up on drive-ins. Okay. I grew up on drive-ins. I love drive-ins. I watch drive-ins close. There used to be an X-rated drive-in up here <laughs> in um, on the, I think it's Marin-Sonoma border or something yeah. like that. Uh huh. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. It was so fun. Mm-hmm. I went once with a girlfriend. Yeah. It was a fun concept. Went with a girlfriend. We pulled in. Talk about social distancing. Nobody's parked near anybody else. They're of course. All spread yeah. For out. All,
0: all, all, yeah, the reasons. Yeah. So we
1: find our spot and we, we we snuggle up. Yeah. And all of a sudden we see another car pulling in. It's like, oh, okay. And then the car pulls in and parks right next to us on the left. Mm. And the guy stops his engine and then he slides over to the passenger seat. It's like, okay, we're gone. We, yeah. We just. <laughs> he wanted to get a peek. I don't know. I don't know. Or he just wanted to get away from the steering wheel. Mm. Don't know. Don't care. But that was the only time I ever went. Yeah. But that was one of the last drive-ins that I knew about in the Bay. And Mm -hmm. so there are adjustments that are being made. Sure. And that's great. Now, if theater companies did come up with something like that, where we're going to make sure that every seat is two to three seats away from every other seat, Mm -hmm. so there's nobody sitting behind you. Yeah. You know, you Mm -hmm. spread it out. You checkerboard it. Yeah. Yeah, it cuts down on your expenses. I mean, mm-hmm. it cuts down on your, yeah. you know, on your capacity. Yeah,
0: I do wonder. Like, I'm thinking about the DMT because Mary Jo isn't just renting out the space to like Pethos, anybody, right? But also, she has to pay like Terry Sullivan mm-hmm. and um, The whole staff. Yeah, yeah box Tom Earlywine and the the builders and all that yeah. stuff. So, if you ask your employees. To work in an environment where they maybe get contaminated because mm-hmm. you did not sequester them, that could be a lawsuit. Right. If they are sick and if they have you know debilitating illnesses as a result of it, so I sort right. of understand why there's a preponderance of caution. But I do feel bad, like Linda S. Frederick. You yes. know, she's dependent upon people renting out the Phoenix. They've got to
1: rent it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so there's a movement now to suspend. They're they're offering relief for landlords, and it's Mm -hmm. like, no, no, no. You also have to offer relief for renters. Sure, oh,
0: absolutely. We need
1: to suspend this because the other side of it is we can't put people out in the street. And speaking of, yeah, that's the other untouched thing. Well, Gavin Gavin just on uh, on the homeless. Thankfully, he just did. You have to. We cannot have these populations all around us. Mm -hmm. Um, The one job that I did last week, uh, week before this week that just ended. Um, The one job that I did, I walk up and there's a guy Mm -hmm. on the front porch. I go in. It was at the Peralta house. I go inside. I do my little lesson. In the middle of the lesson, he walks in and says, can I wash my hands? We're like, yes. So he walks through, washes his hands, comes back, Mm -hmm. visits with us for a minute or so. And then can I leave out this door and goes out the other door? What are we supposed to do? Jump up and wipe down every doorknob? and, and Exactly, yeah. Uh, and so it doesn't matter how many precautions we're taking mm-hmm. when these populations are all around us and we aren't doing anything to provide for them. Yeah. Then we're just, it's the mask of the Red Death. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. It's so funny. Poe! Yeah, yeah Mar- Poe. Mara's <laughs> like, what is that? I'm like, you don't, God, I went oh, through an man. age where I read tons of Poe. Me, too. So The Mask of the Red Death is the story of a party for the rich elites Mm -hmm. who have sequestered themselves away from a dangerous plague. They have air filtration systems and all that, which is interesting (laughs) back in post time. And they invite
0: an uninvited guest or someone comes in. Somebody
1: manages to get in, and it's a mask thing, and he's wearing the Mask of the Red Death, and they're offended by it. And so somebody finally, they grab him, they hold him down, and they unmask him. And he's got full-blown plague, which means everybody in the room yep, yep, is yep. now, you know, yeah. infected. <laughs> See, uh, yeah. And that's where we're at. If we don't take yeah. care of the homeless, it will come back and bite us. Mm-hmm.
0: I was I was talking to Lisa Kahn because this is right oh. up her alley. Oh, yeah? Theater. You know, they talk about environmental issues uh-huh. and how the environment, if we don't take care of the environment, it can, you know, affect us. And the Emeryville horror. And so I had written to her uh, via... Facebook basically saying, "Hey, you know, I'm sure you would you would have written about this." And uh, she wrote back and she said, "Ha ha! I've already written a 10-minute play on the origins of the viruses like the COVID-19, hmm. Kent, environmental degradation along with killing wild animals for our entertainment." We've postponed. That's that's another postponement. The Emoryville, Har they were until July the 5th through the 12th, and then uh, who knows? I may be stage managing that, but I'm not sure. But in any case, I knew that she – and I'm, I'm sure it will inspire people to create and to write something you know, to the effect of this because
1: well, – I think they,
0: they will. There will
1: definitely be responses. And that's – I've been posting stuff this week, and people have been misunderstanding me. And it's been hard for me to be precise in my articulation of what I'm saying. I was looking for historical pieces. Mm-hmm. And so the play that got mentioned a few times is The Living by um, Anthony Clairvaux. Which is a gorgeous play. Like, when I found out he was a local playwright, Mm -hmm. I was so thrilled because that was published in American Theater Monthly. Oh, wow. That's how I read it. Yeah. And I was just blown away. It was a beautiful play about the plague Mm -hmm. um, and about a doctor, you know, back then when Mm -hmm. that wasn't really a science. It was just barely, you know, one step above, you know, shaman.
0: Just like turn of the century stuff? No, no, no. This is like 1600s. Oh, Oh. much earlier. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. And uh, so you've seen the photos – or the drawings of the paintings of the mask with the long beak. Yes. The show opens with that.
0: Ah, and
1: then that guy takes it off and you see how he is doing his own sort of psychological distancing
0: Mm, from
1: the event. And so the play is really about where is our humanity and where does that Mm. come or go? And I, so I love the suggestion of it. And on some level it is what I'm talking about. What I'm more curious about though, is this isn't the first time this has happened and we pat ourselves on the back constantly about being so much better than, mm-hmm. you know, so, more, so much more modern than our ancestors. And in some ways that's true, but in some ways it isn't. We're the same foolish human beings that yeah. we've always been, and we have the same impulses. We demonize. Mm-hmm. We um, we get, you know, we get paranoid and, and sure. suspicious. We um, use racism we, as yeah, a scapegoat. Yeah. We do all of these things. And so that's what I was more curious about is where is that? And I was looking for it in Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. I haven't found it yet, but I know some examples of it. Um, Apparently in Julius Caesar, part of the dynamic is at that time in Shakespeare's time, there were riots Mm -hmm. and protests. Um, So he used that old, that Roman history to talk about that. Um, what's the other one? Oh, and, uh, Coriolanus, Mm -hmm. Coriolanus again, Roman, um, great general, Mm -hmm. um, who turned on Rome. He was Rome's hero. Rome kind of Kaepernick him. Yeah. (laughs) They, they, they didn't, they didn't kick him out. They just didn't do what he wanted them to do. And he got pissed, Mm -hmm. went and joined the enemy, marched on Rome. And I'm not sure if it's historical, but in the play, his mother A friend, a senator, meets him at the gates. He won't listen to the senator. Finally, Mm -hmm. his mother comes out in this impassioned plea, and she stops him. Well, there were food riots Mm -hmm. going on in England, in London at the time, and that's what Shakespeare was reflecting. That's what I'm looking for is – because these things are happening. We're already seeing it. Toilet paper, empty
0: shelves. Sure. Which which Trump denied. There are no empty
1: shelves. That's sensational. I was like, dude,
0: you don't go to a store. Just as (laughs) you were talking about that, it reminded me of Oedipus. I mean, especially Oedipus uh, Rex. Again, another plague. No, I'm sorry, Antigone, yeah. Well, I mean, it's the third half of of Oedipus. Yes. Where Oedipus wants to come home, but he's blackballed by his son Creon, I believe. Uh Uh-huh. And Antigone's like, no, 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 we need to bring him home. And he's basically saying, well, you know, look at what he did, what he he did. I mean, when we get into crisis, Mm -hmm. and um, like a lot of people have been talking about the 1918 flu. Right. I think that our ancestors, our grandparents— that earlier generation had an advantage over us now because, you know, I, my grandparents did everything by hand. You right, know, staying at home, right, and figuring making out what everything, to do. making and soap, making sure, that's right
1: clothes, making
0: food. Yes, yeah, seclusion was no big deal. Right, they figured out things to do, and it's ironic. It's really, really ironic how in the age of social, um, social. Um, Social media, you know, Mm. our ability to talk to one another and ability to speak to people from other parts of of the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Some folks are having a hard time with the seclusion. It's like, oh my God, I'm camped in. I'm just, I got to get out. I got to do something. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I think that, you know, when the Spanish flu hit, um, I don't know. I think our the older generation equipped handled it better.
1: Well. Also you have to realize and that somebody was writing, How come we didn't know more about this? And it's no. so, like well, because war on death was way closer to the average person then than yes. it is now. Yes. Um, the war had just ended mm-hmm. or was ending actually. It's nineteen eighteen. Yeah, right. So the yeah. war is ending. Mm-hmm. Um, which means all these dead and maimed men are coming back. Yeah. To flooding back into our communities and bringing mm-hmm. all kinds of disease. Right. Um, there's all kinds of <clears> other <throat> things. That's what was being pointed to. There are all kinds of other things that are going on. So the fact that a sickness is going through the community, wasn't the big deal that it is for us. And also they didn't understand anything about things like. Oh, sure, that's exactly you know, right. Uh, sequestering. So. Yeah. We now are like, wow, we have this tool. You know, the experts are saying we have mm-hmm. this tool. We can use it. Yeah. And our politicians across the globe are going, nah. I love that. You know, was it China where the um, the health minister? No, it was like Iran or someplace mm-hmm. where the health minister, Turkey? I can't remember now. Yeah. That was one of the first politicians that got it. Yeah. It was like, whoa, it was the health minister and they died. And it was like.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't ignore this. Yeah, yeah, you can't ignore it, and who knows how long it's going to be. By the way, did you hear that Kenny Rogers passed away? I did. Yeah, I don't know if you were a big fan. He was only
1: 81. You can't help, but no, I was saying to Mara, Mara, Mara's never been a big pop music fan, but I'm like, I'm not a country fan, but I know the words to some Kenny Rogers (laughs) songs, because they're just beautiful.
0: I mean, he crossed over. I mean, he was doing Lionel Richie songs.
1: Yeah, the, um, uh, what is it, um, the... feel my condition, what condition, your condition. Oh, yeah. That was one of his first, first edition.
0: Yeah, that was when he was doing psychedelic. I mean, it was an interesting time in the late 60s where a lot of the psychedelic hippies were merging into either country Mm -hmm. or, you know, I don't know, Blue White Soul or whatever it Mm -hmm. it was. Yeah, Kenny Rogers. I mean, I remember Ruby, Don't Take Your Love to Town. Right. Uh, Lucille. Islands in the Stream. Islands in the Stream, of course, Lady. Lady. Yeah. Lady
1: was, they said, one of his last big hits. That's and that right. was a crossover hit. That was not a country hit. That, well, that was, was written by
0: Lionel Richie. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He covered Lionel Richie. Too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And their voices were very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, so financially, you're doing okay? I mean, are you worried? Who knows?
1: I talked to my sister last night. Uh, she's up in Portland. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had just put her house on the market. Mm Um, they were and they were looking to turn over the house. They were yeah. going to sell the house, get her a smaller place. Mm-hmm. Um when they were looking, she had moved up from Southern California. And so when they were looking for a house for her, they were just looking for a house. Mm-hmm. They ended up getting for a decent price a four bedroom. Well, she doesn't need a four bedroom house. So they were like, you know, in the market housing mm-hmm. market has been so hot. Sure. So they were like, We'll get it on the market, we'll sell the house, we'll find something smaller, mm-hmm. it'll be great. She had already moved back in with my niece. Yeah. And they put it on the market and it's only been a few days, but they she said, No bites the first couple of days and the realtor said, If they we don't hear anything in the first ten days, we're gonna figure that nothing's happening. The deal is for thirty. Yeah. But it's like ooh and this is probably the wrong time so mm-hmm. in terms of me and my finances we're fine i every job i've had canceled so far i think i finally got my first cancellation for april mm-hmm. i won't get paid for that yeah but I, uh, pretty much every other cancellation has said they would pay and um uh, i usually do the summer workshop with the high school mm-hmm. kids mm-hmm. Um, And they decided that that's not going to be a good idea, so they're not going to do that. But they're telling me that they want to compensate me. And I'm like, well,
0: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad the companies, I mean, I'm sure not all companies, but I'm glad the companies understand that, you know, employees, Mm -hmm. you know, we're the ones who are heavily affected. It's amazing how, I mean, in my office, the DA's office, I mean, we've got so many meetings that happen and people are trying to scramble. Okay, so, you know, the courts have to figure out how they're going to do their scheduling with limited staffing and what are we going to do with new mm-hmm. cases that come around the bend. I mean, every weekend there's a crime that's being happening. And so, you know, how do you process that stuff? And so I'm on a limited schedule. I'll be sequestered for the next two weeks. And, uh, you know, we have, like, one paralegal who will be covering everybody. Wow. And so, and also we've had um, a couple of uh, women who are expecting Oh lordy! And mm-hmm. so they're definitely at home because they don't want to put any their you know their births at risk. Their immune system, yeah, yeah. You know, if anybody's immune system is compromised, it's somebody who's doing double duty. <laughs> right, right, exactly. So, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. It, you know, when we emerge from this, America, nothing nothing will be the same. Right. No, that's and so that's what
1: I was talking about in terms of theater. Yeah, everybody sort of sounds like a lot of people are looking towards the fall. Mm-hmm. Okay. I really do think summer may be an opportunity because, again, Mm -hmm. we can spread ourselves out. If you can spread an audience out, Mm -hmm. then you can lower that risk. Right. It means managing populations, but that's Mm -hmm. what you do with theater anyway. You manage crowds. Yeah. So now you have to be more effective in your management of crowds. And by then, by the summer, we should know Mm -hmm. if – you know, it's funny. I think I just posted something about it this morning. If we in California are right, if we in the Bay Area, because we started before most any place else, right? Yeah, yeah. If we in the Bay Area are right in places like Texas, because I know I, I have a niece in Texas who's been a, being an idiot, and I love going in the comment mm-hmm. spring because she's like, why is everybody panicking? And in her comment stream uh, will be, thread will be all these people mm-hmm. Here are the facts. Here are graphs. Right. And even then, she was, well, it just seems like they're trying to scare people. You know, people getting really, nobody got upset or nasty with her because they were close friends. Mm -hmm. But they were schooling her on it. Finally, one woman says, there's been a death in my county. Yeah. And my job has been impacted by it. Right. Right. And then she kind of went, oh, well, I'm sorry. And she at least started to back off her thinking a little bit. Maybe this is – I think these people are still holding on to the idea that yeah. it's a hoax and it's a—you yeah. know—it's just well, I mean, panic. I, I mean, one,
0: one thing that – because at first I was among one of them who in my mind was like, oh, goodness, it's no big deal. But I would be so – I would feel so bad if I knew that I was in contact with someone yeah. and that person died because of me because yeah. I – May be carrying it, and I didn't. I don't have any symptoms, and you don't have any symptoms, right? But it gave it someone else, right? Right, exactly. It's a numbers thing.
1: Mm-hmm. How many people are you contacting? How many people are they contacting? It's real easy to see how this spreads. Yeah. So, we'll know more about that by the end of April, certainly. Yeah, I think um, so. We will know more about that, and what I posted was either it will show that we were right. And if we're right, unfortunately, that means we're going to watch a lot of the rest of the country die. Like right now, yeah. is it even is it even more than a
0: handful of states right now that have shut down? I and mean, uh, I, yeah, I think there's just a handful. I think there's Illinois, um, right, California, New York, maybe two others. I'm not sure. Right.
1: Yeah. Not many right now, which yeah. means the rest of them, and to the extent like you know, with Florida, and where else? Where else was it? Where people? Texas. Where people were going to beaches? Yeah. You're, right. you're really not clear on this. If yeah. you stand in line anywhere, right? if you go any place where you have to pass by strangers, you are at risk. That's right. So what that means is by the end of April, if we're right and the rest of the country is wrong, mm-hmm. we're going to see a horrible explosion of yeah. this virus spreading. Yeah. If we're too late, mm-hmm. because we may be. Then everybody will laugh at us because it didn't matter, and mm. we are all doomed anyway. Right. I mean, they, I've seen estimates as high as eighty percent of us are going to get the virus. Yeah, most of us will; our body will fight it off, mm-hmm. and that'll be fine. Yeah, but we're still going to hit those numbers in the one to two million range. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. So if we're right, we're going to watch the rest of the country go through that way worse than we are, and sure. we're still going to have our share. Mm-hmm. We're not. We're not free.
0: Yeah. What do you think politically? Um, how, how will it affect the race, do you think?
1: Well, that's what I'm looking at is – so I hate that scenario, but politically the way that scenario plays out is that a bunch of red states have sickness and death. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how much they can keep listening to that man mm-hmm. in the face of that when it's a relative, a neighbor, a coworker. Yeah,
0: especially if they have to pick up the phone <clears> and say, hey, listen, I want to get tested. And a doctor says, "I'm sorry, I don't have the I don't have the test kits."
1: I didn't verify it, but um, I read a story this morning that said Italy,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, the death rate has gotten so high, and I read I think the number I read was like six something, six hundred something a day. Mm, yeah. uh, they said they're just putting the bodies out, which wow. really is going back to plague era, putting wow. them out yeah. for the police to pick up. Mm. And I'm like, uh, okay, that I want to verify that, yeah. but. Even if it isn't that bad, it's still going to be bad enough that, like, in the complex, like, you live in this complex where there's, what, at least 100, 200 people? Sure. What if you are elderly? Yeah, you yeah. know, that still means, at the lowest, at least as I understand the estimates, that's three to six people mm-hmm. may die. Yeah, yeah. That's. And I'm miscounting because I'm saying everybody would have it. So 80% of that Mm -hmm. and then extrapolate from that. But you're still saying that means you will pass some neighbor who says, oh, did you hear so-and-so in the building next door died? Mm -hmm. That brings it home in a way that I think is going to have political ramifications. I don't think he can get away from this. And I think he already recognizes that, and that's why he's starting the blame game so early.
0: Right, exactly, which is hurting him, I would think, because – I mean, calling it the China virus is one thing. And then, you know, scolding the NBC News reporter just because you want you want everyone to buy into right. your positive. It's almost very John Wayne. He wants <coughs> to say, right. oh, I don't need to be tested. Right. No, he now what admits. he said. Yeah. Well, he admits now that he did get tested because he got such a blowback from Well, he from claims
1: it. that he got tested, but they haven't put out an, uh, any official yeah. results. And people are questioning it. They're like.
0: This is a man who lies all the time. How do we know he got tested? Right, exactly. It would be a great PR if he just said, hey, take a test on me right now.
1: Right. Oh, his base would be mm-hmm. lockstep. And then even with the deaths, yeah. they would still be committed. Mm-hmm. But with him trying to blow it off and pretend like it's not a big deal and, got, and they've got it under control, when the folks in your community start dying. Yeah. So that's scenario A. Scenario B... We miss the boat, and we all just get it, and it just hits us. Mm -hmm. Oh well, we did our best. Sure, we did what we could. Scenario C is, you know, is horrible. We turns out we were wrong. Turns out it's not that big a deal. Turns out there are very few deaths. Mm -hmm. I will say that when. Somebody brought up Y two K. Years later, oh yeah. The first emotion that went through me was anger. I was <laughs> pissed because they scared the crap out of yeah, us. About yeah, yeah, they did. They did. But swine flu H one N one, I am not mad at those. I'm not mad at those at all. Yeah. Their response where government said, "Hey, this is serious, and we're limiting how you move, and we're limiting who comes in, mm-hmm. and we're moving on getting testing." Yeah. As quick, Obama. Got testing going like
0: that. Yeah, and don't forget Ebola. I think Ebola. Right. Is that the same as H one N one? I get it if confused.
1: Uh, <laughs> see, and I always think H. I can't remember. It's it's yeah. one of those where they were but changing been, names but to avoid. Bunch. Yeah. To avoid um, labeling a region. Sure. With a condition. Right. Uh, but yeah, um, there have been more appropriate responses than what we're seeing now. Mm-hmm. So if it turns out that he's right and it's no big deal, and mm-hmm. the Democrats are just making. A fuss about this. I I I still think better safe than sorry because Italy, you know, in the face of him saying that crap, Mm -hmm. we're watch Italy spike. It's like we don't want to be Italy and we're on track to beat Italy right now.
0: I'm worried politically just a little bit because there are two factors that this the coronavirus can disrupt the election. Number Mm -hmm. one, voter registration. It's going right. to be harder to right. register new voters, or let's say voters who have moved I to another county. I think there are two states
1: that suspended. There are uh, delayed their primary. Yeah. Georgia and, and I, I can't remember really Ohio. Ohio did right right before that last Tuesday election. Yeah. Ohio yeah. was like we're. But I thought I thought that was more trying to be prudent. I would hope that's what it was.
0: Yeah, because if Trump says, "Hey, we need to kick the can, or we, excuse me, we need to delay things, or whatever," or try to get into like online, you know. Uh, We've been avoiding online uh, voter thing because sure. that can lead to a lot of um,
1: – Because it's been proven not to be secure. Right, yeah. exactly.
0: So if he tries to push that for whatever reason or try to spin a tale that, oh, you can't – it's November and we say that we're over it, but we mm-hmm. don't know if we're over it, so mm-hmm. an abundance of caution. You know, if I, I don't push it – I don't – I wouldn't take it – it wouldn't surprise me if the GOP tried to manipulate – I this situation I, I'm sure they in their will favor. especially
1: yeah. as the deaths start racking up. Yeah. I am sure they will. Yeah. And you know what do we do? In Georgia there was a huge pushback in the courts mm. to fight it and I haven't heard an update on that. I don't know. You know again with things suddenly being suspended, I don't know. Right. You know if that if that's going through or not, it needs to. I mean mm-hmm. that needs to be argued cuz in that case, you do want to go digital. Mm-hmm. That's the only way I can see where you can give people a chance to vote. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but how secure will it be? You're it, absolutely right.
1: It's going to be a mess. It's yeah. going to be a mess. <laughs> and you're right. Come November, I think people start dying, and they're going to, mm-hmm. you know, and they're going to use that as an excuse to say we
0: have to delay the the election. Which I hope not. I mean, um, no. I, and I don't know what Bernie's going to do. You know, Bernie's holding his cards pretty tight.
1: Well, Bernie just raised $2 million and Mm -hmm. just distributed it. And I love their listing, where Mm -hmm. they're distributing that money. This is what we're doing with this money, you know, in two days. damn,
0: Good for Bernie. That's awesome. Um,
1: And Bernie's not leaving because Bernie does represent a constituency Mm -hmm. and some issues that people really care about. And Biden needs to speak to those if he wants those votes. Yep. I mean, and that's fun. That's what I love in debating this stuff with people. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to change anything. He can just go ahead and be Biden. Mm -hmm. People may not vote for that. And don't tell me Trump, because if you're so worried about Trump, then push this man to make sure that he appeals to these voters Mm -hmm. so we get him on board. You're going to vote for him regardless. Why don't you help him out mm-hmm. and get and encourage him to do some things that you're even in agreement with? And that's the funny thing with this: we're not talking about stuff that the American public doesn't want.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Biden just took more of a hard line moderate stance. Mm-hmm. That's a weird construction, <laughs> but that's right. you know he's kind of dug his heels in. Yeah, there.
0: and it's like no, you can call a hard center. Yeah,
1: it, it hard center, <laughs> lordy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, mm-hmm. they need to push on that. So I'm happy and also. Almost half the electorate has not voted yet. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm not at all feeling the people who are saying that, um, that Bernie needs to get out. Bernie doesn't need to be, get out. Bernie is representing people, and Ber- those people need to be heard.
0: Yeah, yeah. And if Biden... I'm sure Biden's on the phone with Bernie. Well, then again, this whole thing, I mean, it reminds me so much of 2008 when the subprime loan crisis happened. Right. And McCain and Obama suspended their campaign Mm. and worked with Bush, sometimes even sounded more presidential than Bush. Right. Sometimes that itself can be a sort of a a selling point. This is how presidential I am.
1: Again, that would be wonderful. Biden speaks occasionally right now, and it sounds good he's got to stay in front of this. Mm-hmm. Right now the GOP is it's all about what's going on with the GOP, what they are and what they are not doing. Yeah. And you don't want to get in the way of that because they are in power. They're the ones who are going to help save us if mm. anybody is right now. Yeah. But they could be pushed into But they a yeah, particular but you direction. should be, you know, yeah, you should definitely be supporting everything that they're doing that's positive and push
0: yeah. Push, push, push. Like McConnell. I mean, and, and we're getting to the hour mark, right. so we'll wrap it up. But McConnell talked about, well, because there were oh, figures of 2,000. Birthdays. Yeah, yeah. I've got my birthday <laughs> list right here. Uh, <laughs> but in any case, um, McConnell's talking about $1,200 for every uh, person who makes $75,000 or less um, and chopping off five dollars per every one hundred dollars you make, over seventy five hundred. Mm-hmm. So for me, would I'd make probably like eighty two or eighty three thousand. That would be nine hundred ten bucks for me. But Democrats are saying, well, hey, you know, why why have this mathematics? Just give them two thousand or, or something like right. that, because there are folks. I mean, I feel bad for folks who have. I mean, like I went to, I tried to get lunch um, on Friday, and there's usually a little Mexican um, truck um, food truck, and they were not around. Because, right. yeah, well, yes, you know, they're a casualty of this.
1: I would hope that at this point they've they closed that down. I would. I, I hate yeah. to say that.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm staying. But,
1: um, but again, I still want to touch on this because I want to see if we can come up with solutions. And I don't mean you and me, but yeah. our community. What is live theater going to do? Mm-hmm. I do think um, suggesting, well, one of the big ones that I loved was if you already have tickets to a show. Mm-hmm. Well, theater companies, some theater companies are asking that you donate. I'm not going to go there because I think that's ballsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, you could donate. How about you offer rain checks to mm-hmm. all those people for an unspecified future production and those people, and they have to, you know, tell them it has to be within the next year. Mm-hmm. Um and those people are then free to let that ticket go as a donation, and that's fine. Yep. But, you know, just, you know, th- like I don't like this coming to us, the community, to say, hey, do you have money that you can kick up for this? I'm sorry. I'm poor. I've been poor my whole life. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I am a working theater artist. I mm. proudly wear that that title. Yeah. I am a working theater artist. I do not have the income to donate to you Because you lost some jobs when I lost some jobs. So don't ask me to do that. Yeah. Go for that. Um, How do we come back? I think we've got to have discussions about how we can come back. That's why I think the summer is possible Mm -hmm. because I think we can do outdoor. I think we can, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think at that point, I think by, by the time anybody, many of the shows wouldn't even start rehearsals before the end of April. I think by that time, we will have a better idea of what is working and what isn't mm-hmm. in social distancing. Yeah. Like, I actually want to look up today. Mara said something about, I said I would go to the store on the way home. Mm-hmm. Um, she said, oh, well, you know, maybe we should start keeping shoes outside. And I'm like, well, I want to look up about transmission. Because my understanding of it is it really needs to be. It's skin to skin. It's coughing or sending stuff out in the space. Right. I don't know, and they keep saying that this is a fragile, the mm-hmm. um, the virus is a fragile yeah. um, thing, so it, I don't know how well it
0: would do on the ground. Yeah, you know, I keep hearing about it. if you touch, that's why they say don't touch your face, don't touch this, right. don't touch that, because although it is a respiratory thing, I think you would more likely get it if you breathed it. Right. But you can certainly – you, you can get it on your hands. You can get it on your skin. Right.
1: Those are warm surfaces. It may be able to survive there for long enough to transmit. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the ground. So yeah. I want to So I want to see if we can get past that point. where it, It's sort of like with the AIDS crisis. Yeah. It, before it was even called AIDS, they were like, don't touch them. Don't go in the room. You had to suit up. Sure. After a while, they started to figure out, no, you're not going to get this by breathing the same air. Right. And you're not going to get this by not – Touching them, mm-hmm. so I mean by touching them. Right. So we went through a period, and it's funny because I have a friend who's still HIV positive, mm-hmm. and he's like, "I don't remember that." I'm like, "I do." Yeah, we weren't supposed to touch you for a minute, for a while, and finally, the doctors, probably Fauci, mm-hmm. um, came out and said, "No, no, no, that's not how it's transmitted. It so isn't." So. Mm-hmm. And those people were so grateful because nobody would touch them. Yeah. So, can we define that? Because if we can define that, Mm -hmm. then we can talk about how we can bring, safely bring audiences together. Right. If we have a sense of transmission, a more precise sense of transmission, Mm -hmm. if we have a sense of, if we're anywhere closer to, you know, vaccines and and cures, Mm -hmm. um, that's the kind of information we're going to need. And we won't begin to get that information this spring, probably. We might begin to. We Mm -hmm. definitely won't be able to implement much. But I'm hoping by the summer, the fall at the latest, that we do have some guidelines. So that, like I said, we do things where maybe you're only going to get a third of the audience. Maybe you're only going to allow them into your space. Mm -hmm. You're going to keep them spaced. You're going to keep them, Mm -hmm. you know, away from each other. You're not going to cram people into a lobby. Yeah. And, um...
0: (coughs) Yeah, you know, and that, and, you know, and that's one of the things. I mean, I know that Trump is having these daily sessions, but really, you have to have a, a very cohesive message as to right. what it is, what we need to do, and what is allowed. You know, maybe theater companies
1: pass out masks, and sure. these aren't, yeah, you know, these aren't the certified masks. But again, will we know enough about if we learn those things, mm-hmm. where we can more accurately target our efforts? Right. Then there might be a chance for theater to come back. Mm -hmm. Before too long, otherwise I just I don't see it. I don't see how we go forward. Yeah, and I hate the idea that we would have to turn theater into this specialized sort of art form that only the few and the elite can go see because only those are the only numbers that we can manage and protect.
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's the worst case scenario right now. Yeah, I think so. Or you know we. It becomes a television streaming thing, and, you know, the quality may be this or that, but also just getting actors together. I mean, you know, I can see an actor saying, well, I don't know if I want to rehearse because I may and get something. Yeah. Right,
1: and right now, thankfully, they're, we're setting, we're trying to set up financial mechanisms so mm-hmm. those people aren't penalized for that. Right. How do we, how, how does the future look? We, we don't know. Exactly. I'd love to hear it from people.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <gasps> Please let us know. All right, so here's my birthday list. Um, Dana Lewenthal Blankman, we had yeah, her it was on yesterday. Uh, yes, her birthday was yesterday.
1: <laughs> I know. If you call it a name that was on my list last week, I know it's yesterday.
0: Right. Uh, also, Sunday, uh, someone you should know, Loretta, Loretta Jenka. Oh, she's the yes. uh, she's she. I one called on the, her the mother of directors hen at um, Play Cafe. Uh, Play
1: Cafe. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, last thing I did there, she actually was reading. She was an actress in it, so yeah. don't always get to hear her, her act.
0: Uh, let's see on Thursday, Crystal Piamonte-Jong, mm-hmm. her birthday will be on uh Thursday, and uh, she's been doing a lot of work. She's equity now and she uh, is a longtime time bindle stiffer. Uh, I acted with her in Aurora and a couple of the um the stories high stuff mm-hmm. and she's a fantastic actress and she was in uh the the piece that that uh, um oh shucks uh flower drum song mm, right, which happened last year, I believe. Uh, let's see. Angela Giroz, uh her birthday will be on Friday. And I acted with her. She's a fantastic singer. Uh, she was in Candide. Uh, amazing um, uh, opera singer. Anjou Hippolyte. Arthur yes. Pre, uh, African-American. The poetess. Yeah, that's right. The poetess. And uh, she. I, she and I were on, we acted in 110 in the Shade. And I think she's now on the West East Coast now. She's
1: on the East Coast. Definitely. Yeah. She's doing, she's doing work. Yeah. yeah. She's awesome. writing. She's writing more and more.
0: And uh, a good friend of ours W Allen Taylor. Yes. <laughs> I I would love he's, to. Know I what think he's is in DC.
1: Yeah, I think he's in DC. Cuz yeah. he was, you know, hanging with the grandkids. Yeah. And that's my list. Um well since you touched on some yesterday, um Mike Clifford was one that I've been talking about throughout. Um she's the oops, come back. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Cuz it just said artistic director Come on. Oh, I hate you. I need to get a new phone. I may do that today. Mm. Minnesota Shakespeare Company. Okay. Yeah, she's um yeah. Uh so her birthday was yesterday. Um but coming up um oops, and I had today's uh Ramon Chantes Jackson okay. is a friend of a friend but an actor. Mm-hmm. Um I don't think we've actually been face to face. Tony Haney um Came up through Bay Area Theater, um, actor, dancer, director. And the last time I got to work with him was about a decade ago, a little less than a decade ago, um, at uh, San Jose Stage Company. He directed um, Buffaloed. Ah, Genie's Play. Genie's Play. And uh, I was the assistant director and dramaturg on that, so I was very happy. Um, So, yeah, his birthday is today. Uh, Chaz Walker is local... Community organizer here in Oakland, mm-hmm. um, but he um, loves to try and support as a producer the arts. So mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure I, I included him. Um, Michael Kabari, speaking of producers, okay. um, is a producer for the Utopia Theater Company. Mm. Um, his daughter is very involved in that, Ann Kabari. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been neat. He very much admits that this is new for him. And so it's neat to watch how he goes through and deals with it. He's um, the man's his day job. He's got amazing skills. Actually, his day job is probably seriously affected. He travels a lot Mm. for Levi.
0: Mm, Okay,
1: and uh, for Levi's and um, and I'm sure that's not happening. You mentioned Loretta, Leah Herman. Manages, as far as I know, manages the space, the Waterfront Theater in Berkeley. Oh, okay. Um, that yeah. it's the new one of the newer spaces, and uh, it's where uh, Ubuntu has been doing residency. Um, and we have not actually met face to face, I, but we've been trying to have coffee forever. Okay, so maybe I will hit her up. Oh, can't have coffee right now. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, six foot distance coffee. Yeah, we can do that. Michael Ordonia. Um, I got to do a series of Greek plays with thick description way back in the day, mm-hmm. um, and we were doing the whole um, Electra cycle. So we oh, did nice. um, Electra, and we did uh, Orestes, the brother. Yeah, I got to play Orestes. <gasps> um, I got to play Orestes in Electra, and Michael Ordonia played Orestes in um, in. In, a, in no in Orestes, mm, okay, which is weird. It's a lesser known of the plays. Yeah, um, and we did it as if the set was a giant radio, hmm. and we were a grunge band. It was very <laughs> okay. bizarre. Yeah, Susanna Martin, uh, just a stalwart of Bay Area theater, has been around forever. Her mm. birthday is coming on Monday. Uh, Zoe Galvez is somebody I went to college with, and she has worked a lot with improv. And also with uh, casting. So the casting network here, a lot of people who have done the shows and commercials and things that go through the casting network mm-hmm. have possibly interacted with Zoe. Zoe is amazing. She's also beautiful, drop dead, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Dahlia Vidor um, is somebody I worked with in Each One Reach One. Mm-hmm. Um, and she started the Livermore Shakes, not Livermore, sorry, um, Belejo. Okay. Belejo Shakespeare Company. Um, and they do a festival, I guess they are. Um, and they started doing shows, like they made a deal with Martinez mm-hmm. and then a couple of other cities in the area. So I said, well, if you're traveling your show, why don't you bring it to Oakland? Oakland doesn't have Shakespeare. Mm-hmm. So they now come to the Peralta House every summer. And we'll see if they do it this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they bring the show there, so I'm very proud of that. Um, Bradford Treve is an actor I worked with a long, long time ago. Big man. Very tall. And... Mm. Um, Christopher Kuchenbacher is one of those people who has major skills in clowning, and I never think of Mm. clowning as theater, but once you've done training with somebody like that, you Mm. recognize how much it is, it is the mechanism of theater on steroids.
0: Yeah, Uh, excellent physicality, yeah.
1: Yeah, Um, Alexandra, Alexandria Patricia Polis is actually a niece of a friend of mine, but she started doing theater in high school mm-hmm. and then she got to college and decided she just couldn't stop. Ah so, Awesome. Um her birthday is coming up on Friday and mm-hmm. you already mentioned Alan Taylor. Yep. Dear old friend, educator, um, mm-hmm. actor, director. Does he still teach? I'm not sure what he's doing back there. They just did um just mm-hmm. the last within the last season, they um is it Cincinnati? Where he's from, Cleveland. Um, sure. Whoever it was that did, um, um, they were the radio. Um, it's not called the Radio Hall of Fame. Whatever they call it.
0: Oh, I know some. But um, um, he got his father in
1: because yeah. he was a major radio personality, and he I'm had sure a one man and roll show and roll about of fame, yeah. it. Yeah, it's not rock and roll, but okay. it's um, radio. City it's Musical? radio. Okay, and, and it wouldn't. You no, know, but um, okay. Um, so yeah, he, um, they did a thing, they honored his father and he got to take his show there and leave some of the memorabilia. Oh, nice. So, um, you know, it's, it's neat. One of the weirdest things about getting older is there's a way where you feel like you've already hit all the milestones that people think about in life. Yeah. And I realize now that what those milestones really are, are like adulthood. You hit mm-hmm. adulthood. Woo. That's something most people get to do that mm-hmm. at least these days in the, in America. Yeah. Um, you, some people get married. Some people don't. Some people get a degree. Some people don't. Some people start a business. Some people don't. Yeah. You can go through all that. And once you get past a certain point, you start feeling like, oh, well, my life is over. When you find out things like when Alan did uh, his one-man show, that mm-hmm. was a whole new life for him, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then your kids have Kids and your grandparent and that's a whole new life, yeah, and then you go like he moved for that, and again you'd think, oh well he's retiring and he's moving no he kept he's kept his hand and he keeps doing stuff, so it'd be neat to know what he's doing currently, yeah, but i don't do, doubt that he's doing because he's just way too talented mm-hmm. to give up anytime soon.
0: Very intelligent person and very flexible. I mean, he's a singer. He's an actor. Oh, I forgot about he that. He so many That was – so yeah.
1: we – the w- other thing that we didn't do, Kurt, yeah. you know, what's happened for me this week yeah. was um, the anniversary of my first date.
0: Hey. It's been
1: seven years since my first date with Mars. So we uh-huh. go out, uh-huh. and it's on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. And the irony is neither of us thought about St. Patrick's Day. Neither of us wore green. Mm-hmm. We went to a sushi restaurant. We had a nice visit and a meal, and it was still, like, it was just after nine, and mm-hmm. I said, well, um, it's kind of early still. Did you uh, want to do something else? And she said, well, I was thinking about going to this jam downtown, and I'm like, oh, yeah, she said, a friend's in it. I was like, wait a minute, Alan, Alan Taylor huh. was singing. Uh huh. So we went, and we walked in, and I've told the story before, but we mm-hmm. walk in, and it was at the, uh, I think it's called the Gold Cane, down on 14th, just off Broadway, mm-hmm. Um. We walk up in the stairs, and before we get to the top of the stairs, there's Richard Talavera. Uh, uh, I'm like, oh my God, Richard. This is Mara. And they're like, oh no, we know each other. Because Richard used to do the Mexican bus, party bus, Mm -hmm. and they would do a salsa tour. Mm -hmm. And Mara was playing in the salsa club. So they didn't know each other well, but they recognize each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get to the top of the stairs, and this slinky thing in this, you know, this Kleenex of a dress Mm -hmm. comes over and wraps herself around me. I'm like, oh, I peel her off. Hi, Mary. This is Mara. Mara, this is my friend Mary, who has never done that to me before or since. Yeah. But that night. <laughs> and then um, and I was walking in kind of going, this is weird. I'm usually the performer. How's mm. this gonna work? How is this going to work? Let me see what it feels like to be on the other side of this. Mm. Well, immediately I'm just feeling like, wow, okay, I'm feeling pretty good. And then this other guy walks up <laughs> from someplace else. And he's like, Norm. Norm. Like, oh, she said, you know what? I'm just going to go sign in. And she walked away, Mara. Mm-hmm. And she went and she signed up. She played. She was fantastic. The crowd loved her. And, you know, the little white woman gets up on the stage to play with all these old black men playing jazz. Mm-hmm. And when it's a jam session, usually what they'll do is let somebody sit, play in on one or two songs, and then they thank them and they move them off and get somebody else up. Mm-hmm. She played her first solo, and, you know, the crowd loved it. Mm-hmm. And the band started to come back in, and she, nope, she doubled She did a whole nother one. Nice. So the crowd went wild. They loved it. They kept her up there until they took a break. And then when they came back from the break, they asked her to go back up, and she played with them for the rest of the night. Wow. Uh, and I'm sitting back going, Oh okay, I can live with this. I, I can totally uh, enjoy this.
0: That's a hell of a first date.
1: So, yeah, that was the beginning of our relationship. Yeah. And, you know, here we are all yeah. these years later and the boy's about to graduate and we're talking to retirement planners and it's like, mm. whoa, this is how you get to this place in life.
0: Yeah, you reach that milestone and, you know, you, you blink your eyes and boom, it's there. It's there. And yeah.
1: what more than anything for me, it just makes every day – you know, a little more Mm -hmm. special because you just sort of appreciate the day in a whole new way. And definitely having Mara in my life, I do. So,
0: Yeah, I was going to ask how you're handling, you know, the whole sequester thing. But you're lucky, you know, if this had happened seven years ago or this happened without (coughs) Mara in your life. Right. Then I imagine you'd be quite lonely.
1: Well, I would have done. So I started to do what I would have normally have done. Mm -hmm. Um, I was going to go out last weekend. I was going to go to the alley. Is the alley even? Not now, yet. but it was. They put out a thing saying, "People think of us as a bar, but we're really a restaurant, and the and the kitchen will be open till midnight," which I thought was maybe stretching the truth a little bit. But okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe they were going to do that for the sequester. Um, you know, we're going to be open. Come on by. So I was like, well, I want to support them. And, you know, and I like to go. Mm-hmm. And I had actually posted that I was going, and a couple of people were just like, whoa, really?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: Mara wasn't saying anything, but I could feel it. I could feel the unease. And so I stopped, and I thought about it. And then I don't know if it was that night or the next night that we actually had a little bit of an argument because Dexter had gone off to see a friend. Mm-hmm. And she said he shouldn't be doing that. This, is is this the same chick that he's been messing with? No, this was uh, another friend. Okay. Um, so, no, because uh, the girlfriend has been coming over. Mm-hmm. She's pretty much the only person allowed to come over. Mm-hmm. And he's been allowed to go to his other friend's house. But Mara's like, not every day. You really have to cut down the number of people you see. And my read on all this is... And what I'm reading the experts say is avoid crowds. Don't go to places where there are gatherings of people. If there are more than five people, you mm-hmm. are putting yourself at risk. Right. So, but walking down the street, you're not really, and you can distance three feet mm-hmm. from anybody on the sidewalk. Yeah. Um, and even, you know, I was talking about going to the early set at the alley. Have you, you've been with me, right? Yeah. The early set. There's nobody. There's maybe a dozen people in the whole place. Yeah. You know, spread out everywhere. So Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I can go do that. But if I'd gone on Saturday, I probably would have gone because Saturday is that way. But Sunday, there tends to be a crowd who wants to get in their early song before, you know, the end of the weekend Mm -hmm. or comes early because karaoke starts at nine or eight. Now, I think they're saying. Mm -hmm. And I thought there'd be a crowd. There's no way there won't be a crowd. I've never been there on a Sunday when there wasn't a crowd. Even if the stuff is canceled, people who don't know show up. I can't justify this. And so I didn't say anything. Mara just, she thought I was going. And she came from one of the other rooms and I was sitting at the computer and I said, "Mm, I think I'm not going. And same thing about the thing with Dexter. I was like, I don't think it's that big a deal. And I was like, well, wait a minute, though. I'm saying that as a cautious adult, Mm -hmm. Dexter's a teenager. The word caution is not (laughs) in his DNA yet. Right, right. That part of development hasn't happened. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah, that's not a good idea. They they went on BART last night. He and the girl Mm -hmm. went on BART and went to the city. And I said, I can't wait to hear what they saw when they got back. Nobody. (laughs) Everywhere they went, there was nobody. And they tried to go to North Beach, and everything was shut down.
0: Yep, yep.
1: So... It's been a learning curve for me, and now I'm just accepting it. Time in the garden. We went for a bike ride the other mm-hmm, day, mm-hmm. and it's funny. We bike ride, all these people home, not mm-hmm. used to being home, waving yeah. at you. <laughs> like, you're not used to being home because yeah. normally we ride these streets, and almost nobody even looks at us. Mm-hmm. And instead, everybody's waving. I'm like, yeah. okay.
0: <laughs> this, this is the best part of the sequester. So, Yeah, and like I said, you, know, you have the perfect partner, Mara, mm-hmm. uh, to be there with you. And uh, I'll be talking with mom and dad, and I'm going to download some new Doom Wad apps to play some first person shooter stuff, oh, and maybe upload it online or whatever. I mean, so I is that playing with other people? No, I don't do that. I'm sort oh. of an old stogie with that, because <laughs> that is social. Yeah, but there's a there's a trend. I mean, this gets way away from theater, but. Mm. There are a lot of the old games that you play and you finish it and then that's it. You just right. put it away. But there's a new type of gamer called speed runners mm. who will play the same game and they'll compete with other folks to finish the game as fast as possible. Oh, okay. And there's even a website, speedrun. com. Oh, okay. And you know, so people you can give it a try. <laughs> give that a try, yeah. Right. And uh, and also with. Because like you Doom, mean
1: this would be a game that you're familiar enough with that you could try to Exactly. Get These
0: are games that are like 20, 25, sure. 30 years old. Uh-huh. Like uh, Doom was written right. in 1993. Yeah. I
1: remember <laughs> I remember that was big.
0: <laughs> yes, it was. But there are developers because uh, one thing that John Carmack, who wrote Doom, he made it open source. Oh, so okay. So people can write new maps and sure. new levels and stuff. So I'm always downloading the latest app or you well, know that's whatever. cool. And do that. So I'll be doing that. I'll be doing a lot of reading. I've got a couple of books on James Baldwin and uh, hopefully uh, other get things, you some write stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, hopefully, I can do, maybe do some creative writing. So we will see. Uh, and for folks who are listening, uh, you know, my, our hearts are are with with you. If you're an actor, if you're yeah. a director, and you've had your show canceled, we you know we really feel for you and you're out of money. But this is temporary. You know, we've gone through things like this before as a country. Right. We'll as, bounce that As back. a culture. As yeah. yeah.
1: You know, civilization. It, it happens. I would hope that people are taking advantage of the time to look forward and yeah. think about what, you know, if it's as simple as just dusting off your resume. mm mm-hmm. If it's, at, you know, you're talking about reading source, you know, research material, source material. mm mm-hmm. um, Work on a monologue. Yeah. Get, you know, and those are things you can do remotely yep. with others. Yep. You know, I think... I mean, I'm thinking I'm going to share some pieces, mm-hmm. um, probably with family and friends, mm-hmm. <laughs> but to share some pieces that I have, some video that I have of some pieces I've done. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be a time for a little bit of reflection. Mm-hmm. And that shared reflection may be as good as theater gets for the moment.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And with that, we're going to shut it down. Uh-huh. Um, so great to have you here because I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I'm going to be so bored. But you know, <laughs> <glad that> we <laughs> knocked it out. Um, well, <laughs> folks are listening to this already. Uh, any podcast that you listen to, uh, any podcast app, you can listen to the Yay. If you are an Android user, you can go on the SoundCloud app or just go on soundcloud.com. We're also on iTunes. We're also on Spotify. And once again, the Yay is created by theater people for theater people. If you have a show that you want to advertise in the future, <laughs> or if you just want to advertise yourself, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I have no—I'm uh, at, of course, Reg Space Clay. I'm at Hoosier Hoosier. I have a question
1: about—not yes. um, Instagram so much. I'm still yeah. learning Instagram, but uh, Twitter. <laughs> yes. uh, we have, don't we have a? Isn't there a Twitter handle for the
0: yay? I could create one, oh, but I, I you had N- no. no you I just yeah. Let me, have you been it. posting the stuff there? I've been posting stuff, but under my name. I'm not. Ch- okay, I think, no, um, that's
1: that's fine. I yeah. just I, I haven't been looking <laughs> for it on Twitter. Right. Exactly. I, I have I've been letting Twitter be my non-theater world, and now that I've got my feet wet, mm-hmm. I'm,
0: I'm ready to expand. <laughs> right. Exactly. So yeah, I still post on Red Place Clay. I think I may have tried to see if the yay was available. And oh, and
1: I and I don't know if I told you, but I created – so it asked me to create a username, a handle on uh, Facebook Yes. so that it will link now.
0: Oh, excellent.
1: Because it wasn't linking – I didn't know how to link to the page before, so yeah. now – and I still don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually have to post and then go back in and edit to get it to yeah. highlight.
0: I think when you go on your name under Facebook, there's a little – bottom arrow that you can click uh-huh. and it will ha- should have the yay and you can because well, it'll the come
1: up as the yay um, what it's what I put in was the yay podcast mm-hmm. um, okay. as one word mm-hmm. but in any case that so now like in the last thing I put up mm-hmm. there's actually if people can click on the link that'll take them to the page with all the oh, awesome all the ones that I've yeah uh, you know I've been like every pictures every of us and all that stuff the yeah. pictures and the, and the I put the SoundCloud link up every Oh great! Every week, I go ahead and I move that there, yeah, so that we have one place where that's all, yeah, there.
0: And usually, I'll do the same thing too. Like I'll have, although it pops up under my. It'll thing. pop up on yours, mm-hmm. but
1: this one actually says the yay. Oh, awesome! So there you go, and yeah, and so there's a bunch.
0: I mean, that's mm-hmm. I put
1: all the photos that I've been taking there, and yeah.
0: And and I'm not sure if we're going to continue for next week or whatever. I mean, we're, not, I'm, I mean, we're definitely won't, probably won't have well, any I guests. Well,
1: I wanted to ask you. I, I, yeah. I have some thoughts, but we can we can discuss. We'll talk about that later. So okay. stay
0: tuned, folks. And uh, you can listen to uh, old podcasts and stuff like we talked about. Uh, oh, yeah. Dayla Lewenthal, she's been on the A.C. if you listen to that episode. Yeah. We've got two years' worth, and this is episode 150, so <laughs> check it out. <laughs> and <laughs> we, we got to find a better, better sign-off. And we are out.